guys, this is Apple Treats, very special episode. Uh, we are covering WWDC um, in a very live, let's say, way. This is the second day of WWDC. Yesterday there were uh, keynote and uh, platform state of the union sessions. And uh, now we will go through some of the announcements and we will share our uh, impressions of what was uh, announced and uh, what we will be doing the next year, uh, next month. Right? Hello, Irina. Uh, hi, everybody. And um, uh, let's start. I'm still impressed with flying iPads, uh, iPads. Uh, but uh, maybe uh, let's go in, into uh, tech details. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I think we can start with the uh, like main topic of the uh keynote in regards to the mobile developers and uh that's that would be the iOS 15 itself and uh something which was announced for the mostly probably for the users but i think this particular thing uh will be interest interesting for the developers as well so i'm talking about the uh upgrades or updates in uh, FaceTime so like we now can share link to the FaceTime and uh, this is this basically becomes something like a, I don't know like Zoom meeting or Teams meeting or whatever like we, we can do meetings in, in, in FaceTime now well and uh, even guys with uh, Android or Windows or other platforms can join. Uh, that's good, but a little bit late for this feature. It uh, was in, uh, it will will be like um, perfect to have in the start of a pandemic. <laughs> but uh, now it's uh, uh, also good and can give um, good uh, further development for FaceTime and uh, new ways of usage. True, and uh, it actually might help uh, like promote the FaceTime itself. I mean. Um, I use FaceTime for like personal calls, and I believe that's one of the greatest tools Apple created, and it works quite good in, even in uh, poor seller uh, conditions. And therefore, I think that like promotion of FaceTime to well, they they didn't say anything about the corporate here, so the the keynote and um, everything is well like you can do that with friends, but come on, who will schedule FaceTime call if not the corporate? guys right so I, I i think that this is the first step into into that direction we we might see something like uh uh facetime for teams i don't know <laughs> or, or something like that uh but that was not the only announce for the facetime so there was one more feature which again can be leveraged by the developers is the um, uh share play and the share play api so you can do uh stuff together with your friends at the same time while being on the FaceTime call and uh, by doing like stuff that might mean like watching the same movie at the same specific uh, moment so it's like high precision sync between media and uh, that could also be something which is uh, more into gaming or into I don't know like whiteboarding they even demoed the uh whiteboard session uh, where a couple of guys were doing something on the same whiteboard and like they were using iPad and uh, Apple pencils to draw and uh, write something there. Therefore, I think this is again something like looking for uh, corporate world as well. I mean, yes, the the consumers will will definitely use that one or two times, but it seems that, uh, well, 
I would probably want to try to do something with my team in terms of uh, instead of like using some. I, I don't know. We can name these tools. Yes, we can like name these Microsoft Teams and uh, or Zoom, which are which do, do not provide you with, let's say, like immersive user experience or some good feeling after using that. And uh, I I would like to try that uh, at the FaceTime with the with the with at least with small team and try to use some uh, this share replay uh, share play feature. Um, if you want your team to like it, uh, use it. Don't use it on beta. <laughs> <I think. laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, I think we 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 need to make an announcement here. And if somebody still doesn't know this mantra, but like never use beta software on your uh, personal devices. Never use beta software on the devices which contain some sensitive for your uh, some sensitive data in terms of like your uh, you're afraid to lose it. Because you might lose this data, and uh, you even might break your phone, or like the phone will, or like any other device will be unusable until the release. That happens. Even uh, like yeah, the the last couple of years, beta was kind of okay, and there were no significant problems there. But it still could happen. So I have uh, really serious problems with beta on um, MacBook last year. So oh. I I had to reset everything. Yes. So, <laughs> when yeah. I when I try to downgrade, <laughs> right. And uh, specifically, uh, guys who are using MacBooks with the T1 or T2 chip, uh, you should know that this chip also has its own OS, and uh, this OS is being updated when you install new beta software. And sometimes this update might could not be reverted back, and therefore you might get into like really big trouble here. So yes, this. Like important disclaimer: If you want to try, like find some device which you um, can use, and don't use your like main Apple ID for um, for it, because again, some data is stored on the cloud and could be updated to the new release, and it could not be used on the previous releases. And for example, that happened with the Nose a couple of uh, releases ago, when you need to convert them into new format, and uh, therefore all the um, all the versions of the um, like iOS work, could not use the, those features. Okay. Uh, okay so, <laughs> so. Uh, also, uh, what was presented is that uh, iOS 15 is trying to make from uh, uh, notification center mess something useful, something um, prioritized and uh, categorized. Um, uh, we'll see if uh, yeah, if if we uh, could uh, get a really uh, good information from it, because so now I uh, like when viewing uh, notifications through, through all my day, uh, it's like oh, I need to delete it to clean and get new notifications to, <laughs> to get rid of them. Right, and uh, it seems that they are they understand the problem and they even like do something in terms of which notifications you want to receive and at which specific time. For example, you might want to see notifications from your uh, work messenger during office hours and uh, you will you don't want to see them afterwards. And that's again something something interesting. And they can even hide the uh, page icon um, page on the icon for the like unread notifications and uh, so or even like hide the screen with all the uh, like work related apps after you uh like switched off to non working mode let's let's put it that way so uh, 
probably that might help uh, keep uh, work-life balance, I think. And interestingly, as a developer, you still have some control of how your notifications will be shown. For example, they mentioned that there is uh, time-sensitive notifications now. So not all notifications are now created equal. There are four types of notifications. And uh, simplest one is like silent notifications, which do not uh, uh, turn on the screen, they do not play sound, they are just appear in the um, notification center. Then there is like, like normal notifications which are, we will show you uh, your banner and they will play sound, but if you are in some kind of focus mode, uh, they most, might, might be skipped or they will be grouped together if you didn't uh, look to your phone for, for some time. And there is also some time-sensitive notifications, which will be shown uh, regardless of your uh, uh, like ch ch chosen uh, way of grouping these notifications. So they will be separate. And uh, as an example, they said that it might be, for example, messengers, which uh, well, you probably want to respond immediately. And uh, you and for, for and there are also critical notifications, which will be shown even if you are uh, in do not disturb mode. And for those, you will need some uh, special entitlement for Apple uh, from Apple, and those might be, for example, um, government uh, notifications or uh, emergency uh, health alerts. For example, some uh, device checks your I don't know blood pressure, <coughs> pressure, and uh, it will alert you that you uh, have, for example, high uh, blood pressure, and you will need to see that notification even if you're in uh, do not disturb mode or like they, they call that focus modes. Do you think you will use that? Um, I don't know. Maybe I need to, uh, firstly to unsubscribe for some notifications and it will be <laughs> already useful. Uh, but uh, yes, uh, some features uh, I think uh, will come to my daily life. It's, and, uh, uh, yeah, it's interesting that they are suggesting a couple of these modes, like they call that focus modes, and it's not just like do not disturb, it's like work mode when you're like probably at work, there is a workout mode when you're doing some sports, there is a sleep mode, and there are even some custom modes, and you probably can... Uh, you use some kind of modes which you like want, don't want to be disturbed, but you can be disturbed with something, but not other things, and that's interesting. The only thing here is I probably would want that to be happening some kind of like magically. I don't want to, to set these things up myself, uh, probably. And I hope that. And they even mentioned that they will use some kind of on-device uh, machine learning to like suggest these uh, apps. Uh, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. That that would be interesting. And um, if somebody says that. All his life is in his iPhone. Uh, it's one step closer to it because it's now uh, ID and even keys to hotel or office. <laughs> and right. uh, maybe not such uh, exciting thing, but uh, like something uh, extra new, but really useful. And uh, like uh, um, when you have less things, uh, you can less to like uh, lose or something like this. <laughs> True, and I hope that the phones will now have like proper battery life because it will be sad if your phone run, uh, runs out of battery and you 
uh, need like for example show your ID or open your uh, home because like the charger in your is in your home and like the key is in your <laughs> home which is there. <laughs> so the so the lock. Yes, you you probably need something to like or they um I know that for example car keys are working even like in power power reserve mode when the phone is almost um like in operational but I hope the home key will also work that way. And um speaking of new features uh, uh the feature probably as a developer you will not be able to use directly but uh users will love that uh, is the uh live text so you will able to um see the text on the photo and you will be able to select it and uh, there is another option when you have a text field there is now a menu item which says like text from camera and you point your camera to any text like i don't know like a label on on your um uh like some food item or anything it will scan it and insert that into the text field mm. support starts with i believe a12 bionic chips so not all iPhones will be able to use that even on the static photos from the library but uh it again something I would like to try it's uh, it might be interesting mm -hmm. not all and languages support it as well yes <laughs> and they will uh, support like uh, search uh, spotlight search in, uh, in photos as well i think it's yeah. related to this feature too true and uh, mm -hmm. the they they already had the search inside the photos and they tried to recognize what's uh what the photo contains so they probably can recognize some landmarks or they can detect i don't know cats dogs and it can detect people and you can like assign names to those people that's that's already there but they now can detect the uh the text on the photo and that's uh, that that might be interesting and they are probably showing something from like uh the name of the like um cafe or like some, i don't know restaurant but uh, <laughs> i believe there will, there will be more use cases when you uh photo your screen a screen of some other device like not taking the direct screenshot but rather like you 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 uh photo something on uh, which is uh on on some label on the screen and you will just probably select that and insert as a text that that that's that is interesting um uh, okay and uh, again one feature not for the developers but it was quite nice looking is the new maps and uh, they are in some select uh, cities but uh, the new maps look amazing from my perspective I mean like I would definitely want these maps to be like in every country I visit or I live there and uh, it's much more uh, easier to navigate and it, they are I don't know like just fun to watch and you like you, you can like explore the city around you just in maps and they, they look really really interesting mm -hmm. uh, and um, uh, i hope maybe uh, i can see it some some someday in minsk as well <laughs> but i don't know how long i need to wait uh, oh yeah <laughs> and um, and uh, now also you can lose your airports pro and find it with oh, find yeah. my <laughs> finally <laughs> uh, waiting for like uh, uh, this feature for usual airports um, because it's uh, much easier to lose them yeah. and uh, also um, I'm not sure uh, it's uh, like um, 
software improvement, hardware, or both, uh, like um, uh, removing ambient noise of the airports. That that's again something interesting, and uh, uh, I would probably want to try that uh, during the beta period in terms of how it works in the noisy environments. And they also uh, added that feature to the FaceTime calls as well. So if you're uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, using FaceTime, they can detect the noise and uh, separate that from the voice, and you can probably de- talk to the person, and uh, the noise will be reduced significantly, and uh, the voice will be uh, hi- highlighted. I would say I, that that's uh, that's interesting. That's uh, we we will definitely need to try in uh, during the beta period and check if it really works that good as they showed on the demo on the keynote, and. Okay, so the the next thing uh, probably would be the iPadOS, and uh, there were a lot of updates. We all waited for one particular thing, Xcode on the iPad. There were no Xcode on the iPad yet, but uh, it was the Swift Playgrounds, which now can be used not just to like do the playground stuff, but rather have the, uh, the it's it now works as a like full featured uh, development environment where you can create an app in Swift UI and publish that to the App Store. So um, you can now develop your apps on your iPad and uh, publish them to the App Store. That's official from the Apple. <laughs> you you might skip the Mac entirely and just use your um, uh, your your iPad. Mm, how complex uh, it could be? How do you think? I think those will be like it's still Swift playgrounds. It's not in in um, an Xcode, and they also mentioned some kind of simpler project structure for the Swift playgrounds. But they're now promoting the um, Swift UI. That's the first thing, and I, I believe like it's Swift UI only, and like nothing you you can use from the UI kit, and. Uh, it uses. I, I think it will use some like limited set of APIs which you can leverage there, and uh, that probably might mean that the apps will be not too like deep or uh, too complicated. But this might bring more young developers to the platform. So you have a Swift Playground tool, and this tool allows you to start from like ground zero and uh, learn Swift, and then uh, end up. Deploying up or, or and publishing that in App Store. The only thing here is that uh, App Store review guidelines were also updated, and they now have a specific uh, clause, which means uh, which says that the app should have some usefulness, and uh, you need to publish only apps which have some purpose. And uh, I think it always be rejected. It always was in App Store guidelines. It's now like stated clearly. So it previously it was something like you you might argue, and now it says like no, it the, it should have purpose, and uh, otherwise the app will be rejected. Uh, so, it always like should have purpose and not just a copy of something uh, that exists yeah, already. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. It is true, but the the update was like just today, and they have many other uh, review guidelines. Uh, guidelines update, but this was uh, one of the like which uh, caught my eye. And one more uh, requirement: if your app uh, supports account creation, it should support account deletion. 
So that's <laughs> something like uh, interestingly where, where it's coming from. I, will, I we probably know, but uh, how uh, the apps mm -hmm. will be working with that. That that's that's interesting. Many of apps uh, already have delete my account. Yeah, but uh, there are uh, some social networks which make your like the process of deleting the account quite complicated. Like because they need more, uh, uh, more, more uh, big, bigger audience, and they like try to make this process not so easy. Let's put mm -hmm. it that way. <laughs> and uh, do you have a, a pet? Do you use uh, it? Yep. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, was you impressed with uh, like end users updates for uh, widgets and multitasking? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can place mm -hmm. widget anywhere on the screen. Come on, guys. <laughs> is, that is, should is be in the previous, <laughs> but. Uh, well, better better now than never. So, okay, thank mm -hmm. you for for that. And uh, I would uh, uh, mention one thing here. We are like r running a little bit like ahead of our uh, plan for this episode. But one thing I was impressed like the most from the whole uh, keynote was the ability to drag and drop items through uh, the yes. devices <laughs> and including like iOS and macOS devices. So you prob you can just take the item from your iPad using uh, uh, your uh, MacBook's uh, trackpad, drag it over your MacBook to the iMac, which is standing nearby. So this was impressive. And if we look into the details, actually the drag and drop in uh, um, iOS and macOS is quite simple API. It uses uh, NS user activity uh, um, class and the handoff, which allows you passing the data between like one device and another, also uses the same NS user activity. So basically making this happen, like drag and drop between devices, it's not that complicated, but it looks amazing. And that looks something which, uh, well, I, I have my iPad usually standing nearby my um, uh, MacBook. so. I will definitely be using something like that, uh, drag and drop, and just using the my mouse pointer from my MacBook on the iPad just to, like, I don't know, scroll something or, or do that's that, that that is definitely a feature which not too complicated, not too uh, not too hard to implement from the Apple side, but it makes it the experience even better. And uh, I really wait, for, really hope that this. Uh, feature will be like working as stable as possible because that's I will probably depend on that feature in my uh, future work, uh, workflows. I like this uh, trend to generalize and like uh, to spread across, for example, different devices uh, in the apps, uh, like sharing FaceTime link and so. And uh, one of, I think, in this area um, updates is uh, using Siri on a third party devices. Which oh, like yeah. uh, also gives Apple uh, like um, uh, a way to spread where. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Only one caveat there is, as far as I understood the, in the keynote, I'm, I will need to like correct myself probably later on. But it seems that you will be able to use that particular thing only if you have HomePod or HomePod Mini in, at your home, because they said that. Uh, third-party device will route the audio to your HomePod and the HomePod will be processing the, the request. So probably that might uh, give another idea to buy the HomePod. Uh, well, we just hope that they will be available in more countries and not in this small list of the countries where HomePods are available now. 
but it's still the first time they announced it. Maybe next year they will allow for more devices, for more interactions. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely hope so. And speaking of uh, Siri and uh, this uh, idea of using multiple devices, they several uh, times stated uh, that uh, this will be uh, private and your data will not be shared and everything. But speaking of privacy, they also did one thing which I really applaud to. And again, I wait uh, for this feature to be deployed as soon as possible. This is the uh, privacy report for the application. So they have this report for the sites in Safari. When when they show like these trackers uh, are enabled on the site and th these were blocked and like there, there are a lot of uh, information there. So they will be showing uh, the sites like domain names of uh, uh, which app contacted. So th you will see where your data is going to from each particular application. That is that is great. I, I, I definitely want to, to, to see that specifically because they have privacy labels in App Store and App might say we do not collect anything. And on the app report, you will see like it goes to Google, to mm -hmm. Facebook or whatever. It, that's that, that that's well, we, we need that definitely. And uh, probably maybe more apps will be mm, honest in their uh, data usage. And uh, interesting that they applied this to the mail app and uh, receiving, uh, scanning what uh, your emails do. Yeah, and they will uh, do more like tracking preve prevention in emails. That's uh, like those inv invisible pixels on on the email which show like if you open it or not. And that's that's again finally that. Uh, on the Mac, you probably could use some kind of extension which did that, but now it has a like the feature within the mail application that, that that's great. And continuing this topic of the privacy, they also announced Cloud Plus, which is uh, uh, basically will be available for every paying subscriber for the iCloud. So if you have uh, anything but the free tier, uh, so you will have two features uh, first is uh, randomized uh, email addresses, which you can use on the sites which require email to create an account. And you probably can drop this email later on to avoid spam from like, I don't know, like ticket selling site, which you will be probably using only once. And uh, also they created some kind of uh, VPN solution with uh, different real uh, relay servers. And the idea here is that Apple claims that even they will not know uh, which site do you visit and uh, your internet provider will not know that and the traffic will be routed to some kind of uh, end relay in different locations. Um, again, I want to see more details on this in terms of how it works, but that something interesting. It, it I think this particular feature might be... Um, might be under attack from the government, which usually wants to know which sites you visit and they will try to regulate that. I'm not sure. And they already said that there, are, uh, there is a list of countries where this feature will not be available. So I think that might be, again, one of the features which will be blocked in some of the countries. And uh, I'm not sure that the list they provided will be final. So I think by, by the release of the iOS, the, the list might be expanded. Well, uh, speaking of the iCloud, they also are now thinking about one more thing. It's uh, like what will happen 
next for in, in terms of your life and you are, can now uh, del uh, add the delegates who will be able uh, to manage your account and the data in your account in case you are passing out so you if you're if you like if you die there will be some person who will be able to reclaim the account and uh, move your data or like do whatever they need with with that so again something some companies were already thinking about and uh, there were a couple of uh, companies which do something like that and apple now again has first party support for this uh, particular life uh, moment let's put it that way and again that that's good they are thinking about that it's probably uh, proper time for for it and do you think that the health uh, features are also important? I mean, Irina, the, in terms um, of... I think it could be really useful for adults and uh, their relatives to help them. Um, I hope it will uh, help lots of people like um, um, identifying and uh, make their life easier and, and avoid some dangerous situations. It's like the way that they always care, trying to care and declare that they care um, and uh, some good steps in this um, in this direction uh, yeah. were announced. We'll check how it works. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting that they added a couple more features to the phones, uh, which will detect how you walk and uh, they will scan if this changes, that could be like sign of something significant happen happening with your health. And they also scan how you breathe during your sleep. And uh, again, that might show, do you have any, like if you have any problems with that. So they will alert you if something changes in that. That's, uh, that is interesting. And um, yeah, so the, the, if uh, you s set up the devices properly, you can share that uh, with your relatives and or like your older parents could uh, share that with you and you will get the notifications in something if something happens. So that's that's a good thing, even if it's not like directly developer related. Uh, OK, let's move to something more. Um, <laughs> something for the developers. <laughs> for the developers and uh, something for more like uh, pleasant things. Right. <laughs> it's like right. Xcode Cloud, uh, oh, which yeah. uh, sounds very impressive. I don't know how to think. Uh, will they charge for it? Well, yeah, I think, yes, first of all, they, they said that they will announce pricing uh, later this year, probably uh, in the fall. Uh, and uh, the beta period will start soon. Uh, we will see how it works. We mm -hmm. probably will have some episode on the uh, Xcode Cloud feature later on uh, when we have some like hands-on experience with that. Uh, but as of now, I can say that they are stepping into I don't know like Bitrise territory here, and I don't think they will have like significant amount of. Uh, Clients there, uh, they they will be. But mm -hmm. if you're doing mobile apps now, you typically have not just Apple. You usually have uh, other platforms mm -hmm. as well, and therefore you probably want to have unified uh, uh, CI/CD uh, solution. The only thing here, if they use this um, Xcode Cloud as something which is fast, reliable, and cheap, then you probably fast. Want to... <laughs> yes, fast, fast, exactly. Uh, I know companies who have uh, something about like uh, hundreds or thousands models 
within the project. And their compilation time like takes more than half an hour and they need something to like to do that faster. So mm-hmm. and they, they, they even create their own build systems to speed up this process. So in this particular case, this Xcode Cloud might help. I'm I'm not sure. We we will need to see how it will work in the in the real world. And I also they they did not announce that, but I also want to see something which works like this. Your tap like build or run button, um, debug button in your Xcode. The source code gets to the cloud, builds there, and you just receive the build result and it's installed on the phone. So you're not spending your resource uh, on on your MacBook, and this might be interesting for like you you will start doing the development on uh, I don't know uh, MacBook Air, and uh, you will not need the more expensive uh, MacBooks for that. You will need the better MacBooks for like image processing or anything. But for the Xcode, uh, you probably will be able to use your like smaller, uh, cheaper things, and you can do that on the go like with the lightweight. Or even on iPad. <laughs> and uh, the, uh, the one thing that, uh, from my experience, um, companies uh, often prefer to use, especially big companies, uh, some CIs on premises, not in the cloud, to like store all artifacts and their servers. Uh, I don't know, maybe it's some like outdated thinking, or it's really reasonable, <laughs> but uh, it's still they do this. Yes, uh, and it depends. I mean, what the, the the set company which I was mentioning before, they have on-premises build systems, not because they want to, but because that's the only way they can achieve this performance. And uh, therefore, if uh, uh, Apple provides the performance, pro- proper performance, that would be uh, something which can uh, uh, provide an option to switch. And again... Thinking about Apple, I hope they will put all the privacy and uh, other measures built in, so like you will, you can be sure that your source code will not leak. And they said that they use the source code only like during the build, and it's deleted afterwards, and uh, and everything. But we, we we will see. They also, by the way, they also announced the test flight for the, for for Mac. So finally, again, <laughs> one more uh, feature and. Did you did you like the object capture thing? So they try to make uh, those 3D modelers, uh, 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 designers a little bit scary for their job. So they will. Oh, I every day see, uh, listening for like uh, uh, zero code uh, applications and so on and so on. So no chance, uh, like uh, codeless or uh, some something like this. <laughs> I think this, uh, yeah, th- I I think they they can be sure that their job will be there. But the this particular tool might help you to start the development. I mean, you can create. Uh, actually, as a, for me as a developer, it's very useful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure, <laughs> but uh, not uh, something scary for designers, three D three D designers. Yeah. I think that you will you will be able just to make some models. They will not be perfect. They will not be like uh, beautiful, but they will work. And during the this uh, period when you do the prototypes, when you create something like fast and you just uh, like run it, and you need to like I don't know, make sure that investors will give you like next fu- uh, round of funding. You need something to do that, and you probably might not be able to. 
uh, have a 3D modeler, a 3D modeler on your team just because of budget constraints. But you can start with something. You will show that, that your idea works, and then you will like uh, get the proper guys to make nice, beautiful models. So uh, something to help the developers here. So they they are now. Uh, We'll have some tools to, to start the projects. Actually, I used Blender previously. Do you know Blender? It's open source yep. uh, 3D modeler. So yeah. it was not trivial. As, uh, especially I don't use mouse. Uh, touchpad for my work is uh, like perfect. It's like a continuously continuous of my fingers and so on and so on. But like uh, when uh, I was trying to do something in Blender, uh, it was like, I have no enough fingers, uh, like uh, how to move this. It's uh, really complex, a lot of uh, hot case. And so <laughs> uh, I, right. I think uh, it's a way to uh, do something with 3D objects for me, uh, like to try again. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. Uh, we did not mention uh, elephant, in the, uh, elephant in the room. Uh, so... Swift got its new uh, concurrency, uh, let's say, mode. I would say so. You 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 now have something which other languages call uh, coroutines. So this async await feature is now on Swift, and uh, they also have something more which is called actors, uh, which basically this special kind of classes, which are thread based. So you will not be able to use this class uh, from. Uh, improper thread and uh, the classes will ensure that you're calling them from the proper thread and everything. Um, but it's not this... like I didn't mention. It was like something expected, so you yeah. uh, take it, oh, it's okay. <laughs> yes, and we, we already know that from the uh, Swift forum. So the Swift development is going now pretty open. So I do remember then uh, when the Swift UI was announced, there were... Uh, a lot of pushback from uh, Swift community in terms of that Apple pushed some of the tools which they need to create the Swift UI. Uh, like they were for forcing the um, the acceptance of these proposals, and now they the with the Swift concur uh, structured concurrency they. Like basically did everything right. There, there were a lot of uh, pitches. There were a lot of discussions in the forums, and there were a lot of changes in the idea how the concurrency is working. So this is uh, great to see that like the Swift is evolving not just by Apple's decisions, but the community itself. And being like we, we know that it's still Apple's language in some way. So the the community is there, but there are a lot of uh, Apple engineers in the core team, and they. Uh, like see the vision of the of the language, but it's still, I mean, we see that this uh, particular feature of the language were heavily discussed. It had a lot of uh, interesting topics there. So I I, I think the, 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 this is something we will see that in the future. The new features of Swift will we will know them before uh, WWDC, even if uh, they will be like officially announced on WWDC as uh, Swift concurrency, structured concurrency. Okay, I. <laughs> I think we got through all the updates we wanted here. So uh, will you be watching the sessions now? So it's still the beginning of the conference and uh, how is your plans uh, yes, for the sessions? Uh, I, I'm uh, planning to uh, lay in a bed my daughter and to view <laughs> some videos. <laughs> so, so, such many uh, how I'll be able to view, I don't know. Uh, I created my own like personal playlist for like 
to watch uh, immediately, like something which mm-hmm. is like I need to watch like r- just just now. And uh, I looked for it, and I probably either will not be sleeping, or I will be watching this like for next two weeks, and uh, that's sad. But <laughs> uh, when you see Apple engineers on Twitter, they are like usually usually posting something: no sleep till dub dub. But now it's like the developers should be posting no sleep during dub dub. <laughs> Otherwise, you will not be able to catch up. But uh, for those of you who are listening or watching us, uh, we will come back uh, in two weeks with a new interesting topic uh, and a new interesting guest. As of now, keep watching the videos from DubDubDC, attend labs. Uh, go to digital lounges, which they uh, announced for first time for this conference. So have a great, awesome WWDC week. Happy WWDC, yeah. Yeah, and we will see you in two weeks. And we'll also be watching that as well. We will probably come back to some topics uh, which were announced on WWDC in more details in our next episodes. Thank you for watching us. Uh, watching us uh, like again, w- watch the videos. Uh, Come back to us with your uh, ideas for next episodes and uh, share, tweet, everything. (laughs) See ya. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.